0: Welcome back! Welcome back to another episode of FAP Flow Aligned Podcast, also called FAP Nation. How are you guys doing? I am currently in India, Kolkata, right now, and we have Ryan over there in the Netherlands, um, yep. and and we're about to talk to you guys about the mula, the money, the cash, the kachingching, whatever name you want to call it, guys. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, this is energy, this is value. So we wanna talk about money, magic, and our ancestors. What's coming up for you, brother?
1: Well, a lot of things. Money is a tool in the end of the day. And I myself in my money journey, let's say, um, I always thought money was the end all be all. If you didn't have money, you weren't anything, you weren't dick, you weren't squat. However after you know trying to get it, etc, I was always trying to find you know, am I even worthy of wealth? And during affirmations, I had to go through a process where I had to be at ease with my current situation and realize it's not only about getting the money, it's about how we relate to it. As per I believe Game of Thrones says its best, we're all a slave to something. And it became the question of, do I want to be a slave to money? And then after delving in deeper, I realized money is nothing more than a tool because what does money truly represent? Back in the day of you know, bartering, you would trade apples for oranges and whatever. And in order to make this trading simpler, money was introduced, it was a symbol of trust, a tool of trust, meaning we could trust that if this cell phone is $200, then it's worth $200, meaning if I give you $200, I get this phone, let's say. And the more you delve deeper into this, the more you start to realize that Because it's a tool, the more tools you have, the more resourceful you have to be. And then it became, I don't just want to have a full-time job, I want to start a business because I can get more tools to buy the things that I want. And then it evolved into, oh shit, there's something like the stock market, how does that work? And then you realize, wait a minute, all this money is connected to an economic cycle. I mean, all these crises are connected to, you know, a, a, an ebb and flow, so to speak. And, you know, where else do you see this? then the stock market, literally. And this process started around uh, July last year, after, around the time Corona broke out in uh, the Netherlands. And I decided to study it and try to understand what this means. Because initially thought this was pretty new. But the more I studied it, the more I realized that one of the first rock already had a very clear idea on what this means. Now what these rich people do are they create money-making systems, systems that make money for them. Stock market is one of them. And This is one of the things that I would love to talk to you about, Sumit. What are your thoughts on money-making systems? And I mean, in the sense of, you know, stocks, bonds, businesses, whatever.
0: Yeah, um, money-making systems. So, yeah, I think any system has a certain process that it follows, right? Certain methodology. Same with money. There's a step-by-step process to what, what you want to do with your, with your money, right? Whether it's going to go into crypto, whether you're going to invest into something else, right? What What is it actually being used for is where my mind goes to. It's like, what, what are you using the money for, right? And once you have the intent for that, then it starts to create a process. Because it's like you want the qualitative data and the quantitative data. You know what I mean? So, money is basically, according to me, it is how we see ourselves. It's a story, right? Money is a story that we tell ourselves in culture. Right? The more rich you are, the more opportunities. It's like we create the storyline based on what it means to be rich, right? And we understand that the hungry don't get fed, the rich get richer, right? The call principles of that, right? The more you have money, you the more money you get. It's like, it's it's an upward spiral understanding right but a lot of people we associate money to survival and to security so when we don't have money we feel insecure right so when we equate money to uh, scarcity meaning that okay there's only this amount in my bank account right now and this means that I am going to be homeless or whatever right we we add the storyline to what it means and so if we just look at it like a number and we understand like, okay, money is eternal and it's always going to be there. And once we slowly start changing our mindset for that, we start to not just, we get out of the poverty mindset and we get into like an expansive and growth mindset. And that's where the rags to riches journeys start to happen when people start to see resourcefulness, right? They use resourcefulness in their environment to try to make Make out of the deck of cards that they're handed in life, right? Now a lot of people don't get this opportunity, so the people who are the opportunity creators, you know, those are the ones that um, that end up making the most money because they're the ones who, who are connecting people together and create and creating a whole industry by itself. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think the question was about money systems. Um, but yeah it's about understanding like each system if we had it like a venn diagram you know where all the systems kind of connecting all together in terms of what money is right understanding money is kind of like a neutral thing you know it's it's the meaning that we give to it that it ultimately matters at the end of the day you know like of course this amount gets you this product but at the same time it's like if you're a bad person and you get more money, you're going to be you know, more bad in a sense, because it's like, it's just an amplifier of your natural character and your state. So doing the character work first to then make the money is much more uh, beneficial for a person than to make the money and then try to like build the character after the money is there. It's like, it's a longer process. It's a lot more complicated, right? Cause there's so many layers there. So yeah, that was one observation
1: interesting so basically you're saying it's always character before anything else Well this might also have a lot to do with the world judges you for your character first and foremost and you know in the way you practice the depth of your art it's one of the things we talked about like way way in the past and that makes sense because looking at the lion's rituals phase one has a lot to do with character building activities and phase two has to do with become even more spiritual as well as figuring out a way to create money systems right and the reason why hmm, one of the richest men that i happen to know i dislike him completely because i hate his character i love what he's done for himself and how he surrounded himself with, you know, extremely competent professionals. And the only thing he he's really good at is creating money systems. Other than that, he's a complete asshole. Like imagine an asshole. Like that's that's him. Like absolutely sly, backstabbing, etc anything to protect his company to the most unethical way possible. And that left such a bad taste in my mouth because for instance, one of the projects that we did together, he basically tried to um, get my products for free. And that made me associate rich people with you know, backstabbing, um, manipulative, behavior. And then you met or meet other people that are extremely rich as well, but might as well be your bros in the sense that they see you have passion and they recognize it and they guide you towards your potential. And it made me realize money is just one factor. It's a fantastic survival factor, especially in current society, because with money, you can buy status. You can buy women. Fuck it. You can buy men and both, you know, professionals and what else, you know, for whatever depravities that you desire. And then you start to see how the rich use money. Money is nothing more than a tool. And after you, you, you hear all these stories, you hear these fantastical stories where people say that, oh, I thought money was unlimited. And you can see on their expressions or through their expressions that they really believe money is unlimited. And that makes you go all the way back to, wait a minute, how do I relate to money? And how can I have an, an own relating system or self-relating system towards the object of desire and create more of it and of course i'm not completely finished with my own money study or money attraction or money manifestation i'm learning as i go but there are a few things that i have learned he who is most resourceful and productive and of course efficient and whatever, will be paid because he, he has done his dues. Productiveness equals money. Why? Because he who is productive is reliant. We can rely on him. He is trustworthy. Money right. is only as valuable as the trust that we have in it. If we don't didn't trust money, why would we use it? Let's say we, we take America, the, the dollar in and of itself is invaluable. However, the fact that the government wants you to pay your taxes and money, in their money makes it extremely valuable. Do you see what happens? That in and of itself becomes extremely valuable. And if you look at it into an, onto an international level, the US dollar is an internationally recognized trading faluta trading currency, which makes it even more valuable. Do you see what happens? And then you start to realize money is nothing more than a tool and the more you have, the more you'll get. It's the same principle of if you have one, two girlfriends, you'll attract more, or not even two, one. Why is it the moment you even have one girlfriend, you'll become more attractive? That means if you can pass that first hurdle, the answers will be clear, which relates to overcoming traumas. If you overcome one obstacle or whatever trauma, you can overcome anything at some point. And then your character will start to show. Going back to, um, even if I had the skills to get money, it doesn't mean I'm growing of character. It simply means I have unlocked a puzzle of the matrix. You wanted to say something to me.
0: Yeah. Um, in terms of like this whole productivity thing, you know, a lot of us are being told to be very productive in culture, but it's like how we define productivity, right? Because a lot of people are busy for the sake of being busy and they're not really being productive in that sense, right? They're just kind of working to show that they're working, um, manufacturing their work to show that they're working but they're not really doing jack shit, right? So um, <laughs> I think it's important for people to be productive to something that is aligned towards their particular mission, vision, brand, etc., right? Rather than like kind of um, signaling to the world that, you know, oh, I'm kind of working, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm trying to stay in character rather than be the character, you know? And I think that's the thing with a lot of people who are trying to make money is, yes, one, it is that money trauma. Thank you for sharing that story, Ryan, of like that experience with that guy. Um, You know, we've all, we all have our money stories and we hear this growing up, you know, from our parents, oh, we can't afford it. You know, it's very subtle, but it still seeps into this consciousness, subconsciousness. And so, you know, I had a money trauma experience where I was trying, I was looking towards hiring mentors and this guy, uh, I'm not going to name his name, but let's just use his initials, AJ, right? Um, AJ was there and, you know, we were talking together and he was like, you know, he heard me out. I kind of used him as a therapy session and then used those things that I told him to sell me. And I noticed this in clear plain sight and I was like, you bastard, you know? And and I saw it very clearly and he was like, you know, oh, you were bullied as a kid because of this, you know, you you said this and that relates to that. And that's why you do need this product. Otherwise you're gonna, you're gonna fail. You know, and all the shit that I, like I, I heard from him which was like, I told him stuff that I could trust him with and use that trust to try and sell me his product. And I saw this in clear sight and I got very triggered in that moment, you know, because he was like, it's $10,000, you know, product. And, you know, we're going to get all these robots. Um, (laughs) Hashtag triggered. We're going to get all these robots for you, you know, to sell your product. We're going to get robots to sell this product for you. And I was like, What bro? You know, like, what do you mean? Like he he speaks in hyperboles. He's like, we're going to get like 10,000 robots, you know, to sell your product. And I was like, okay, I can already smell the BS, you know, like seeping in through this product. But there was something so charismatic about him as well that made you want to question your own reality. And this is what you like narcissists do really well, you know, is they can pinpoint and twist the reality and make it sound like something very tempting, and kind of gaslight their way around the situation very well. So you know, I learned that from the world of sales, like, not everyone's super ethical, they they want to get the product out. And it's ruthless, this business is cutthroat, you know, it's like, they really, like in the world of sales is like, that's what you call it shark tank, and not fucking, you know, like, you know, fish pond or whatever the fuck, you know? So they they call it Shark Tank for a reason because these investors are like, you know, they're they're gonna, they're all about the money. And like that that frequency of that like really affected me. And I always understood like, you know, maybe, you know, people who are really kind don't make money. But then I met a millionaire and I actually had a conversation with him one-on-one because I joined this one program and he was like a guest speaker there and stuff like that. So I spoke with him and, you know, the first thing he did is he changed my mindset. I was like, man, I took a risk recently. I hired a business coach. This is when I hired Joe, right? I was like, man, I hired a business coach. I don't know how it's going to work. And he was like, is it a risk or is it an investment you made in yourself? And I was like, holy shit, you're right. You know Why am I thinking of it going wrong? Like, you know what I mean? And so I think that that really really opened my eyes in terms of how rich people like like the people who are genuinely rich and awakened you know awakened millionaires they're a different breed you know what i mean and i learned that through actually having conversations with them so having conversations with a lot more people who are affluent and wealthy like i spoke last night to the guy who is a manager in india for tgi fridays you know like, he's, he's the big guy who handles that shit there. And I just spoke to him and I was like, sir, it's really nice to meet you. You know, I tried to shake his hand and like give him my card and like talk to him. And he was very much like, you know, what you do is more important. You know, you give people happiness in life. You, you get people in the flow. And I was like, oh shit, like, but that's coming from, you know, a guy who has like all this clout, all this stuff. And he's still talking about happiness, you know? And that just hit my, my solar plexus, like, oh, fuck, like, you know, like, whoa, what I'm doing is actually really important, even in the eyes of these people who, quote, unquote, have the money, you know, have the, the status and these things, right? So I think that ultimately the flow state is that ultimate feeling, you know, that we're trying to chase. Even when we're trying to chase money, we're just still trying to chase flow at the same time.
1: Hmm, interesting that you just say that to me because ultimately, let's take of biology for a second. We as men are interested in, in creating more survival for ourselves because we know for the opposite sex, that's extremely attractive, right? And for women, it would say they want to you know, increase their, um, what would they call their uh, reproducibility, whatever. Replication value. Replication value, indeed. Because they know that's work way more attractive. And then it becomes always that thing of economy. All of the times is based on what the consumer wants to experience. Now what does sex always do to you? Usually it would make you happy, right? And money gives you the potential to amplify the experience that you have, right? Exactly. So what can you start doing right here, right now to change your mindset about money? Realize that money is not the end all be all, and money has to come from a place of I'm doing this not just for me, I'm doing this for, let's say, my family. You know, it's that burning desire to go towards a very clear picture. My clear picture is pretty much along the lines of I want to have a business that helps businesses. So that when I am to pass, my legacy will be of a business optimizer, let's say, and it can become even more clear because a business is nothing more than a money-making system that solves the problems of my clients, etc., etc., etc. And the more you start to look at from, let's say, a tribal leadership perspective, Sumit, so the more you start to realize, wait a minute, to create a system. Now, well, to create a company is to create a system. To create a system is to make a game. And the better the game, the better the experience that both you, your clients, will inevitably get. And this is a theory I'm working on myself based on the teachings of ACD. However, it's inevitable that what you are is what you attract. So why is it that some people have such a fantastic life, even though they're not that rich? Even though they don't have that status, but they still have a fantastic life. Why is that? And then you see the combination of character and money coming to play. And it goes maybe all the way back to what is your mindset on abundance before we even look at money? Because money is just one aspect of wealth. You can have children, family, um, friends, girlfriends, sex, you name it. pleasure in life, health. And then you start to realize wealth is is a multifaceted spectrum where money is just one aspect of it all. And if you're going to play the abundance game, maybe before we even focus on, you know, where do you want to go? Can we acknowledge where we are and what we can truly be thankful for. And does the stoic practice of, if I can be happy and satisfied with have sleeping on the ground, taking cold showers, doing great work and having food in my stomach, everything else is abundance. Do you see what happens? Because why is it that he is who is most productive? gets rewarded a lot. Let's look at his mindset. Why is he productive? Why is he doing so much work? And then when you talk to him, he basically goes, because this was what I do. I love this job. And listen to the words that he's saying. It's associated with his identity, his character. He doesn't seek abundance, he simply is abundance. He is abundant. He associated himself with the money because he realized that being productive isn't only helping himself, it's helping his team, it's helping his company. This relates also to when I started to change my approach towards, you know, annoying clients, they were no longer annoying. They were actually very helpful, very proactive. And because it became proactive in seeking these clients, I created them. And at some point, you know, my contracts got extended twice in a row just by doing that. Thus, I became very valuable because I created a system to get these kind of clients.
0: Right, and when you when you create a system, you become a game changer, right? Because there is a system which the game you've been playing, maybe you're following that, but then the person who creates their own system, that's the game changer, right? And then through that, you got to understand that your ancestors had a a game for you already, right? That's what tradition is. So they're passing down the lineage to you to play this game like this, 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 because our family did it like this, this, this. But when you become the game changer, you start to actually heal the generational trauma right through that. And understand that when you're, money is paper, paper being a tree. So, you know, it's, it's your ancestor, you know, it's your ancestor. So treating it like it is a part of you, it is not separate from you, can be very, very powerful, attributing money to nature, like it's a natural part of life, rather than it being this, you know, um, very, you know, I don't know how to describe it, like very capitalist, physical, 3D world type thing I think where people are really starting to merge the gap between spirituality and money is, is the new level right now, because we're starting to see the fake systems and political, you know, structure come out of the woodworks. Now and we're starting to see how things are shifting and changing in culture. So we can now actually change the associations we have with money and start to redefine it as our own storylines, as our own narratives. So what is your money journey? You know, what does that look like to you? And how are you going to be the character that portrays the millionaire version of you or however amount you want in your life? And what does does he feel like? You know, how does he live in terms of how does he eat, breathe, sleep, you know, fuck, wake up? You know, how, how would he, you know, treat life differently? there's a vibe associated with that. There's an energy, right? And when we start to wear that energy, like a jacket from the future, like I know when I buy a really expensive, you know, thing, and then I go out <laughs> the next day or I, ha- or I get a haircut or whatever, some form of self-care that i have done for myself that day. I get a massage. I walk differently. You know, I interact with the world differently, right? Um, because it's like, it's, it's a reminder of the character. Oh, I can afford a haircut. I can afford, uh, if you're a woman, I can afford my nails getting done. You know, and so it's this status uh, signifier, right, that gets you to feel this specific way. So, yeah, whatever your character is, it's like it's important to really be able to understand and feel good. You know, I know this is a little off topic, Ryan, but we were talking a little bit about how, you know,
1: well, I don't I don't agree that it's off-topic because you know how my mind works. If you're going off-topic, I like to see it like, oh, how does this add to the convo? Now, what well, came up to me was, you know, how you relate to something is also what stories do you tell? Because let's say right now I'm busy with my thesis and how I relate to my thesis is very much what is the story I'm telling myself. What am I seeing? What am I feeling? What am I smelling? How can I create that feeling of abundance? And it's, it follows very much the syntax of an affirmation, which is, let's say, I deserve to have a, a let's see, what would be a, a, a great uh, affirmation? I deserve to have a master degree because I'm doing Everything in my power to get the job done so that I can create more opportunities for myself to earn more money and help more businesses. And that goes way beyond a a simple affirmation because it goes into the how. How do I think I'm going to practically do it? And also, what does it really create for me? This master degree. In the same sense, I deserve to have money. I deserve to have wealth or more specifically an abundance of of financial tools because of the work I've been doing with my clients and my businesses so that I can feed my family and give them the life that they deserve. And so that I can get ABC things like great haircut a better lifestyle whenever and this is something i learned along the way and it's a story the storytelling is nothing more than a a an affirmation in the form of a story if some of you just keep repeating so what i would like the listeners to do is motherfucker just write it down where do you want to go turn that shit into an affirmation i want to have this kind of life because of you know the. You no, know, whatever work you do, whatever practical work you do, you can see it happening so that yeah. you can get this kind of lifestyle so that you can have whatever, so that you have this kind of woman, this kind of man. And if you really want to go even deeper, put it into a sigil and put it on your wall and feed it. Totally. And even better, this goes into if you want to create abundance, you need to have more of what you're missing and you say like, yeah, but I don't have a girlfriend, bro, how would it feel if you have a hot girlfriend? And even if you didn't, we have seen enough references where, you know, imagine this, you're at work, your boss wants you to work overtime, what could you do? You could say, listen, bro, I would normally say absolutely because the pay is great, but I have a prior appointment with my girlfriend, and you know how women are. I do not want to deal with that kind of tiger and the boss will completely understand Hell, he'll even apologize, but you need to own that shit. And you're not lying. You're playing out the story. You're playing it out. And why? It goes all the way back to why is it when you have a girlfriend that you act different because you already have it. So why is it that actors can do that as well? Be the actor. If, Other women can give you, because you already have it, you become just more attractive because you're above average. And then you start to see why an object of value or a person of value, if you already have what makes it valuable, you'll become that much more valuable to the world. And it's the same thing with money. It has to be the same thing with money because it follows the principles of kabilion which is the higher rule will always be the lower ones. And because the universe is a mental plane, what you can imagine often is what you get. Why is it the moment you have a paradigm uh, shift or let's say a spiritual awakening? You have to get used to a new life. See what I mean? So one simple thing you can do is whatever money you can afford, put it on the side and never look at it again. And feel like even though you might not earn a lot of money, you always have money somewhere. And it's in that I always have money, it becomes a reality which follows the initial story, uh, syntax I told you about. I always have money because I have many money trees so that I can afford whatever lifestyle I want. And there's the power. Your thoughts to me.
0: Yeah, I like the money tree because it goes back to the idea of you know abundance in nature and, and that whole concept of that. Um, yeah, I've also told my, um, when I was uh, coaching Saeed, you can watch it on my YouTube, we we're talking about the abundance mindset and you know really changing that around and being able to find words that get you into the flow state that get you to feel abundance actually right certain words get you there so you know one of the concepts spoken about was this idea of you know this couple who who bought this truck and it was like a race truck you know and it was really cool it was like after pimp my ride or whatever they're driving it around town and you know, everyone's like, Whoa, look at them. Look at that truck. Cause they're carrying that vibe with them. You know, that, that we bought this awesome truck now over the years, nobody started to look at the truck. Why was that? Cause they stopped believing in the truck. They stopped, you know, carrying that vibe with them, that newness, that feeling of new with the truck. So I guess the moral of this is to understand that when you start your business, carry the frequency of when you launched that business why you started it in the first place and keep like bringing that feeling up in you right like carrying it with with you through various you know roller coasters that your business goes through still carry that feeling with you in the low and in the high moments you know as little like anchors like little reminders throughout your journey that you know why I did this in the first place so i think that's that's really key for any money
1: manifester to that's a fantastic point man
0: yeah (laughs) yeah i was kind of looking into some of you know all these money manifestation people and trying to understand like what what are they actually saying you know like abraham hicks she she just talks about the vortex and stuff but what is she actually saying you know what she's saying is just you know act as is it's already happened you know and just be able to be in the in the abundance and think from abundance right so if someone comes around you and you're like i don't deserve this client or whatever they're gonna smell that on you like almost like imagine if it was an actual bad smell from you right but it's actually your thoughts about yourself and about your value that you're giving the broadcasting system and they're walking into that broadcasting they're like i don't really like these vibes because he believes that he doesn't really deserve this so I don't know. I'm going to walk away. Right. And it keeps happening like that. It's like, boom, boom, boom. But now if they walk in, you're like, man, I'm ready for this moment to be the best moment in my entire life. I don't even care if I sell this person, you know, I'm just here to have fun and see what happens if they're a good fit, you know, and then it changes the frequency. And then when they're buying from you now, it's like such a, such an ethereal process, you know, rather than it being transactional or like, Ooh, like I, I wonder if I can make it. It's like, it's more like you're adding value and you're like, hey, if not cool, you know, but we're going to find out if it, if this is for you or not. Like I'm dedicated to, to finding that out, you know, so you don't, when you sell your product, you don't have to get people to like you. You just have to help people, right? This is something that people pleasers need to understand, right? You're not there to make them like you you're there to help them at the end of the day this is not a friendship this is a mentorship right so um it's really important to like understand as well that you know the results is very important when you can actually get them to their root cause right because the root cause is what will keep them going back to it even years later in the life, right? Like they're like 80 years old. They're still coming back to, oh, I remember that coaching program where you found my root cause for me, you know? They're still going to remember that shit. So this is why I do a lot of work where I just zoom into, like, what's the real problem underneath the thing that you're presenting to me, right? What is the problem with money that is even, like, below the fucking, you know, the main... Like the last level of consciousness, you know, that you can try to tap into. Like, what is even below that? To get to the seed, of maybe when you were 12, someone told you that, yeah, you know, we're the kind of people who can't afford things like that, or whatever the reality is, right? And it just—it's the string is just kept on going. Yeah, start with the end in mind. Exactly, starting with the end in mind. So yeah, I'm gonna wrap up now. Got to get going soon. Uh, Ryan, any last words, brother?
1: Any last words would simply be, will life never be the same. What if you could get up in the morning and immediately go into a spiritual practice where you can imagine your best life and your best life would be whatever you want, a life of abundance, a life of happiness, true happiness, because, you know, you can help yourself. But what if you could help others and be productive in helping others? How would it feel? How would it feel, smell, you know? Um, how, how, the emotions, etc. And imagine it, paint it, taste it, fuck it, you know? And what can you do to, to further amplify that feeling, create money trees, create sex trees, create you know, relationship trees, you know, create it. Getting contact with your ancestors in whatever way possible, help people. And create a community around you that feeds you. That see which you can feed again. Your life. The best life that you could ever start was yesterday. The next best time to start is now. So dear listeners. Hey. Amen indeed. So dear listeners. If you're putting things off. Don't ask why you're putting things off. Just fucking start and imagine how fantastic it would feel. If you could not only help yourself but by helping yourself you help others and carry that motherfucking vibe towards a greater life a greater legacy and i ended on those notes this has been fab nation with myself ryan g from the netherlands and sweet G from the florida canary calcutta signing out good night